Hey, this is Steve Campbell from the C3 Church. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Our prayer for you is that you'll be blessed, equipped, and enabled as you listen to this message. God bless you. I want to welcome everyone joining us online today. For those of you that don't know me, my name is John, and together with my wife, Hannah, we lead the C3 Church location over in Bury St. Edmunds. So big up Bury St. Edmunds congregation. You guys better get involved in the comments. If you're connecting with us for the first time today, we are in the middle of a message series called Faith Over Fear. And today I want to talk to you about overcoming intimidation or when faith feels hard. I wonder if you've ever felt fearful. I know that I have. I know one of the things that caused fear to rise in me as a young boy was the idea of being alone at night. I just didn't like that. And even as I've grown up and I've got used to the reality of that, it's still not something that I would choose. I remember probably when I was about 19, I was a year into my carpentry apprenticeship. And the guy I was working for came to me one day and he said, John, I'm working away for a few days. Would you house sit for us? That was one of those circumstances where like, everything in me was like, no. And everything in me also knew I had to say, yes, in that sort of high-pitched voice. So I was like, yeah, sure. And then he said, um, the reason we want you to house sit is because we've had a lot of burglaries in the area, and we actually think that they might be targeting our house. So my wife is going to move out and live with her mother while I'm away, and we want you to keep an eye on the place. I thought, oh, great. That sounds really fantastic. So what would have been a good idea the first night would have been for me to get there nice and early, make a cup of tea, get settled in, head to bed. But I just started dating my now wife, Hannah. And you know what it is like in those early weeks of a new relationship, you want to spend a load of time together. And so I think we'd been out that night. And so I ended up going over to this house that I had never been in before, about half 10, 11 o'clock at night, pitch black, pull my van up onto the drive, and I could start to feel a bit of fear rising within me. So I, like, I'm a Christian. I can say a prayer. So I, I pray, you know, God, thank you for your peace. I went in and I had a perfect night's rest. And what I mean by that is I actually went into the back of my van. I looked for the biggest club hammer I could find. And I spent the next like five minutes like jumping through doorways until I established that that house was just me in there. And then I went to bed holding that club hammer. I'm sure there's been times when you have felt fearful too. Maybe you're feeling fearful today, and I hope that this message helps you. You know, as I was preparing, I was reminded that there's a passage in the Bible, in Hebrews 11, that Christians sometimes refer to as the hall of faith. It talks about men and women who were heroes of faith. But I don't know about you, I don't always feel like a superhero or a hero of the faith. Sometimes life feels overwhelming. And that's no more true than in this current time. And so I said to God, all right, these guys are great. It's amazing to hear what they did through faith. But I'm no superhero and I'm not sure that therefore applies to me. And God said to me, take another look. Because I do extraordinary things, but I use ordinary people. And don't be so sure that those heroes didn't feel the same way at some points in their life. 
The difference is this. They pivoted from a place of fear to a place of faith. So this message is for anyone who feels overwhelmed. But you want to begin to pivot from a place of fear to faith. So as I was reading in Hebrews 11, after going through some of the biblical heavy hitters, you come down to verse 32. And it says, what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon. And it's like, hang on. I think I know a bit of Gideon's story. And I'm pretty sure that he didn't start off full of faith. But something changed. Something pivoted in his life. He went from fear to faith. So in the time that we have left together today, I just want to look at some lessons, some keys from the life of Gideon. If you're not familiar with Gideon's story, it's found in Judges chapter 6. And Gideon was living in ancient Israel at the time of occupation by the Midianites. And it says that these guys were super oppressive. They would come in anytime there was any livestock, any crops, they would sweep in in their hordes, take everything, and leave the people with nothing. And so they had nothing, and they were sort of hiding and trying to survive. And it's into this setting that the angel of the Lord finds Gideon. In Judges 6, verse 11, it says this, The angel of the Lord came down and sat down under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Joash the Abyssalite where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. It says that Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press. Now, that doesn't mean a lot to most of us, because most of us don't thresh, and most of us don't have a wine press. I mean, some of you might like the idea of the latter. But the whole idea with threshing is that it's done in a well-ventilated area, so that the wind can carry the chaff away, whereas a wine press was something that was hollowed out so that as they trod the grapes, the juice could gather and run off. And it says that Gideon was doing it all wrong because he was afraid. He feared the Midianites. And I'm sure you will agree, even from what we have seen in the past weeks, fear can get us doing some strange things. You know, our opposition might be very different to Gideon's. However, the currency of opposition is always fear. And Gideon let his circumstances dictate his response. And when the angel of the Lord finds him, he's conceded that he will live a life of fear. You know, when we feel overwhelmed, when the situation in our world has got us intimidated, our response is crucial. Because if all we're looking at is the opposition, we will find no other response than to see fear rise in our life. But the good news is this, there's a faith response as well. And it's not ignorant of the circumstances, but it sees something that's not seen. It doesn't just see the intimidation, it remembers that God is with us, that he has made promises to us, that we have an internal inheritance. And please hear me right when I'm talking about circumstances dictating our response. I'm not suggesting we should pivot from fear to stupidity. We must be wise. We should follow all the advice that we get. But we don't have to concede to live a life of fear. So I just want to highlight some things from the following verses. This isn't a four-step plan. But I do believe that these are some principles that, as you start to apply them into your life, I believe are going to be helpful to you. 
So the story goes on. And in verse 12, it says, When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And my first point is this. If we're going to pivot from a place of fear to faith, we need to be reminded of our identity. The angel of the Lord opens up his dialogue by redefining Gideon's identity. He says, mighty warrior. I don't know about you, but I'm reading this and I'm like, God, I'm not sure you got the right bloke. I mean, this guy doesn't seem like much of a mighty warrior. He's hiding, threshing his wheat. Even Gideon himself in the next verse, when we read it, he's like, pardon me. He's like, God, you got the wrong person. Because you see, Gideon has allowed his feelings to define his identity. But God says to him, that might be how you feel, but that is not who you are. See, the way we feel doesn't determine our identity. You know, when it comes to discovering our true identity, you are not defined by your parents or your past, your fear or your failures. Your true identity is rooted in this, that God loves you and that he calls you his son or his daughter. Gideon's feeling fearful, but God says, I'm going to show you that I am faithful. And I came to remind you of this today. Your identity is not, I am fearful. Your identity is, I am chosen. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 says that God chose you before the beginning of the world. And God said to Gideon, I know that you feel fearful, but that's not who you are. I chose you. I think there's someone listening to this today. And you've allowed fear to become your very identity. Well, I want to say that is not true. That is not who you are. Your identity is not, I am fearful. Your identity is, I am chosen. God looks at you and he says, I love you. I have not forsaken you. I am for you. He looks at you and he says, mighty warrior. And when he does that, he's speaking your true identity over your life. As I start to remember my true identity, I start to feel some faith begin to rise. Your identity is not, I am fearful, so I am chosen. And from there, really, I would like to jump to ver- jump verse 13, teach verse 14 to 16, because in verse 13, Gideon asks a bit of a difficult question. He wants to know why. Why has this happened to us? And it says in verse 13, Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but if the Lord is with us, why has this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, did the Lord not bring us up to Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. It's a tough question. A question that's asked by many characters in the Bible and throughout history. And maybe to a degree it's your question today. Why is this happening? What is going on? Maybe you're at home and you're struggling to balance looking after the kids and your work or maybe you're out working on the front line and seeing people suffering and you're like, why is this going on? You know, there's another character in the Bible. His name is Job. At the beginning of Job's story, he loses everything and he spends most of the rest of that story asking God and his friends, why is this happening? But you know what's really obvious in that story is that at no point does God rebuke him and say, you should never have asked me 
why. And God doesn't rebuke Gideon here either. You know, wrestling with what we don't fully understand is okay. You see, I don't know a lot about wrestling. I'm not a wrestler, but I do know this, that wrestling involves close contact. And maybe you don't feel like you have all the answers today, but I believe God is inviting you to come in closer, to trust in him, even in your questions, and to wrestle with the why. But I do believe this. I believe in a God who works all things together for good for those who love him. That's what Romans 8 tells us. And so while I don't believe that God sent this to punish us, I do believe that he is going to redeem it. You know, while we might look out in our world and we don't, might not see too much good, even in our church family here, already seen testimonies of where God is changing this and turning this around. Even over the first two weeks, our care team has been able to put meals in for 4,000 people who are lonely, vulnerable, isolated, in need. If that's not a testimony of God taking an awful situation and your generosity and turning it around to show people who are on their own right now that he loves them, I don't know what is. You know, God doesn't give Gideon a direct answer, but he does respond to Gideon's idea that God has abandoned them. And he says, no, I've not forgotten you. I'm in control. I'm here with you in the middle of it. And I have a role for you to play. Verse 14 says, The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? God told Gideon to go in the strength he had. You know, if we're going to pivot from fear to faith, I believe that we need to go in the strength that we have. I believe that God has a role for you to play right now. You might not feel full of faith, but I believe as you step out in the middle of fear, you're going to know a strength and a faith that's going to grow inside of you. We need to go in the strength that we have this week, church. You know, go in the strength you have and make that phone call to that lonely neighbor. Keep turning up as your job, wherever you've got to go, if you're a key worker. Just go in the strength that you have. Invite someone to this church community online who desperately needs to know a savior and some hope at this time. God has a role for us to play. You see, we might feel fearful, but God wants to meet us in our faithfulness and use us even in the middle of this time. You see, fear wants us to walk away. But instead, we can pivot. We can wrestle with the why. And we can step out in the, f- in the strength that God has given us right now. We have a role to play. Then lastly, I just want to say this. Know who is with you. The passage goes on in verse 15 and says, Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you. God tells Gideon, you are called. And Gideon says, no, I'm too weak. Maybe today you feel weak. Maybe you feel intimidated. Maybe you feel unqualified. Maybe you're thinking, I don't know how I'm going to take care of my kids this week and keep up with my work at home. 
Maybe you just think, I don't know how to keep showing up. Maybe you just feel, I just feel like this is too much today. Well, when fear is rising this week, I want you to remember who is with you. Because God doesn't dispute Gideon's credentials. He says, I don't care if you don't look good on paper because you missed the most important thing. I am coming with you. I am coming with you. The I am, the creator of the universe, the God who is in full control is saying, I am coming with you. So you might feel like you're quaking today, but I came to tell you that you are a mighty warrior. Not because of how you feel, but because of who is with you. In Mark chapter 4, the disciples were in a boat with Jesus. They were crossing the lake of Galilee. And it says a furious squall came up or a big storm. Now, Peter was probably the the eyewitness who recounted these events to John Mark who wrote them down. And Peter was a seasoned fisherman. So this isn't like when my wife and I go on the ferry across the Irish Sea and she thinks it's a fierce storm and we're going to drown. These were really dire circumstances. This is a seasoned fisherman looking outside the boat and thinking it's desperate. And so what's going on outside the boat is desperate. And inside the boat, at the bottom, Jesus is asleep. And they go to Jesus and they're like, how can you sleep? We're going to die. And Jesus gets up. He quiets the storm. He turns around and he asks them, why are you so afraid? And I'm thinking like, reading the story, I'm like, Jesus, I think it it was quite obvious. They They thought that this was the end. But the point is this. The disciples were looking at the size of the storm rather than the power of the Savior. So when your boat is maybe rocking a little bit this week, when fear has you intimidated, just remember who is in the boat with you. Because when you know Jesus, when you remember that he is with you, You know that you have a security beyond this life. Faith is going to rise within you. And don't feel guilty if you feel shaken then again. I believe there will be all times when we feel shaken as we go through this. But read Gideon's story. He falls back to fear a few times before he ends up conquering the Midianites. You know what God reminds him each time? I am with you. If you feel intimidated, if you feel overwhelmed, I just want you to encourage yourself right now and declare this truth over your life. He is with me. He is with you. You know, our senior pastor, Pastor Steve, kicked off this series and he reminded us that the the only antidote to fear is the presence of God. And I just want to remind you, He is is with you. So this week, be reminded of your true identity. It's not I am fearful, it's I am chosen. Wrestle with the why. You've got a role to play. Go in the strength that you have and always remember who is with you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We pray it's been a blessing to you. 
Why not share it with your friends and family through social media? If you're not on the regular podcast list, then why don't you subscribe? Thank you especially to those that give. If you want to give to this ministry, you can go to our website, thec3.uk slash giving and get involved. God bless you. Thank you.